have to watch all of King of Hill, King of the Hill before. King, King of Hill. <laughs> King of Hill. King of Hill. I am propane man. <laughs> Damn it, Robert. <laughs> <laughs>
the Mr. Hooper's death scene, which I know was like iconic Sesame Street scene because mm-hmm. they dealing with death, real death, with the kid show. It was so well done. And me and Chris were talking about it on the ride over. <clears throat> Big Bird's is real sad, but all the adults on the Sesame Street during that episode, it's so sad. Because, I mean, they lost a friend they had for, like, 30 years, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, and the China stuff, I thought, was really neat. I didn't know a lot of that. Yeah. I'd seen that iconic shot of him and the dog on the Great Wall, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know it was that big of a deal over there. Yeah, yeah. and the, uh, the, the Asian girl was just kind of chosen at random, and yeah. they, they just, like, loved that kid. Yeah. It's just so, uh, and when they reun- spoiler alert, reunite at the end, yeah. it's just like so yeah, many. It's real sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it did make me think of something, though, that I tried to think of fictional characters that are more recognizable than Big Bird, and I only came up with three possibilities Kermit, Mickey Mouse, and Mario. Yeah. And I don't think there's anybody else that would be even close. And he might be number one just because of the China thing. That's, yeah. when, that's when I started thinking about it. We got Sheldon. <laughs> God, Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was good. It was really good. <laughs> Amy, good gorilla scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a really sweet movie. Um, obviously, it is. Uh, it, you know, it's not a think piece or a you right. know uh, issue documentary. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's weird to say it's about someone's life and it's one sided, but it is kind of one sided mm-hmm. about what a great guy this is. Yeah, I thought they could have. Uh, it wasn't the aim of the documentarian, but go into the relationship with his kids. It almost sounded like he had a closer relationship with the Asian girl than yeah. his actual kids. And they kind of gloss over that his, uh, you know, his first wife didn't really appreciate his puppetry or think it was worthwhile and right. left him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, him him not being around his kids and his kids were all like he was never around. But we enjoyed him when he was. Yeah. It just seems like a... No, one kid was like, yeah, if he wasn't around, I got he was there on TV every day. It's like, ugh. Yeah, you go like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, ugh. <laughs> I do like, and this is just completely off topic and mean for no good reason, but it looks like the kid, his oldest son, walked into like a barber shop and was like, just fuck my shit up. Because <laughs> he like, looked like he had graying Big Bird hair. <laughs> Make it a mix between... Blonde, gray, white, and eh? make it look like trash. <laughs> Why does it look like someone has placed a book on a table? <laughs> he definitely is a. It's, he's a weird guy, and the, the the main guy is a weird guy. And I think you kind of have to be probably for doing something like that right. for so long. Yeah, but like even when they talk about the ROTC kids, mm-hmm. like screwing up the Big Bird costume and like eyeballs falling out, he said it was like seeing like. Your kid like raped. And I was just like, yeah. Ooh, that was a line. Like, kind of. I know it's a. I know it's a big deal to you, but really, <laughs> was yeah. that bad? Yeah, there's a little. You, it's kind of laying bare an emotional attachment that may be unhealthy. Right. Kind of, you know, obviously he's obsessed, but you kind of see the mm-hmm. obsessive part of that in a statement like that. Right. And and, it, and it's pretty clear that the the documentarian wasn't trying to paint like an objective picture of Carol Spinney. This, this was this was a documentary with the aim to praise him for what he does. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, but, but I think it's a lot of the same, like Jim Jim Henson, kind of the way he's seen is similar to the way that I look at at, at Carol Spinney now. Yeah, which is he was a good guy. He had a big heart. He loved what he did. He wanted kids to be happy. Yeah, but he was also obsessed and a little loony. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm talking about like some emotional scenes from before and the Jim Henson funeral thing. It's brutal, rough. man. 
Big Bird fighting through tears in the costume, singing uh, "It's Not Easy Being Green." Yeah, <laughs> like his voice yeah. cracking. Yeah, it's like, whew. yeah, it was rough. Oh yeah, follow that bird. They talk about that. I love that movie when I was little. Yeah, we're, I was watching it with Allison. It's like I, I remember that movie. Yeah, he gets turned blue when he's all depressed. They used to make me cry like repeatedly when I was like five. Just never liked Big Bird not being happy. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Christmas special they did where Big Bird was missing? Yeah, I always really liked that one when I was a kid. Nice. I think there should be a follow up documentary about where in the world is Barkley. <laughs> Remember the Big Bird had a dog. Yeah, the dog. I don't That's the like iconic Great Wall scene. He's running yeah. with Big Bird. I think it, he has not been on Sesame Street for like twenty years. Weird. Yeah, he's not on Sesame Street. Sparkly. Yeah. Kind of genius. I was, I was like, <laughs> "What's that dog's name again?" Alice and I were going back and forth, and she's like, "It's Barkley." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just came to her in a fever pitch. <laughs> now transitioning we're talking about fever pitch <laughs> that was really enjoyable yeah I liked it I, I also Check it out. it's also 90 minutes long so it yeah, kind of knows what really it is really easy to digest yeah. it was good that since since Dogville wasn't streaming and you could <laughs> you could pick Dogville it was a good stand in for Dogville yeah. yeah gave us the same sorts of emotions I think <laughs> yep alright so that was I Am Big Bird the Carol Spinney story interesting documentary No. Oh. So we're, we're going to transition into our uh, watch lists. Um, I always pick someone to go first, so this time I'm just going to go first. Do it. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff, so I'm going to kind of condense it a bit. Uh, first thing I saw was Richard Linklater's Everybody Wants Some. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a baseball movie set in around 1980, college, uh, dazed and confused kind of. Did you like it? Uh, the movie was definitely fun. Like the... Uh, it's always fun to be around uh, natural camaraderie, I think, and people cracking jokes and busting balls. There's just something naturally enjoyable about that. Right. You know, kind of witnessing things you don't usually witness. Like, not even stuff that's in the clubhouse, but things that are on the college dorm of these baseball players. And uh, it's pretty funny. Actually, the, there's one character, uh, Glenn Powell, I think is his name. He was the astronaut in Hidden Figures. You know, he's kind of like the uh, white perfect Uh-oh. figure in the, that movie. John Glenn. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of like, you know, uh-huh. everybody's equal. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like I don't think that. <laughs> I do agree with that. Oh, <laughs> but it, he's in this movie. He's got an awesome mustache, and he is—he's hilarious. Like he's kind of a philo- mustache. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a philosopher, baseball stoner guy kind of floats between all kinds of groups like they have a disco party they have a country western party and uh he's he's just really funny he's really eloquent and he's a good bullshitter nice so things like that are pretty uh you know pretty fun to watch movie's fun but i also think uh, i have no idea why this movie is necessary to be made (laughs) yeah you know richard linklater is such a good director that it's almost like not why would you waste your time but why this kind of rehashing taste and confused what year is it Again, uh, this came out last, last year. year. Oh, damn! Um, it made some. It. I, I I recall seeing it on, or hearing it on some uh, end of the year, like top ten list for some old, a handful of critics too. Yeah, I don't so. think I could justify it being there. I mean, it's a it's a fun hang, but mm-hmm. I just I don't know what is relevant or important about the movie. Really, right. it's like guys, you know, kind of just palling around and getting laid, getting drunk and stoned and. It's, Slink later, I guess. Yeah, slice of life. I mean, it's what he grew up with. He was a college baseball player who got injured, and you know, it's just something he remembers. You know, huh. he's set in a Texas college. 
Yeah, so it, it's definitely it's a fun movie though, and it's on. Uh, where did I watch it? I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Um, Neat. It's definitely fun. Um, I'll do a quick bit on uh, anyone seen the one I love. It's got uh, Mark Duplass and uh, Peggy um, from Mad Men in it. Uh-huh. It's kind of a. It's one of those small scale uh, sci-fi movies. I guess that's giving a little bit away. Hmm. But does, it's, does it treat sex and nudity really awkwardly and yet frankly? No. Like okay, because <laughs> the Duplass movie with uh, Jason California California Phantom Planet Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman is like just very frank about you know. Mm. Paintings of buttholes, and I just figured that was a theme throughout Duplass. No, I think uh, I don't even think that the Duplass has produced this or anything. It's just a really small. It's more of a sci-fi concept than actual sci-fi content, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what if this was possible? You know, what would happen? You know, it's a really interesting movie, and what it does with it. It's I think less than two hours. It's on Netflix. Again, this was one that was saved to my iPad. Now I'm just kind of clearing out the the history of it. So. It, it, I really enjoyed it, though. I thought nice. it was, had some nice twist to it. Cool. I also saw Green Room, uh, following up from Blue Ruin last week. Uh, same director, Jeremy Saulnier. Um, just brutal. Yeah. <laughs> tense, but it's so well done. It's such a great, tense thriller. I watched it on Brent's recommendation months ago. It was crazy. crazy very movie. entertaining. Yeah. Very entertaining, but rough. Yeah. yeah. You know, you think you can handle some violence, but there's just some, yeah. there's some kind of violence that just like hits a primal, primal spot on your funny bone, where it just like hits you wrong. Oh, and, and in full disclosure, we do we are joined on the podcast by my dog Franklin. Franklin. So if he Crystal, barks, or if he is Franklin, up, totally knows his name. Yeah. Uh, Chris said Franklin earlier, and his ears popped up. <laughs> The bark, the barky right. bark podcast. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really watch anything this week, and I didn't really know any of the movies you guys are talking about. So I picked up the dog. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Green Room's great. Watch it, Patrick Stewart. It's really good. Yeah, he plays it's, a Nazi. It's easy for him to go like, you know, full kill, but he's like downplays everything. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, it, it's, it's not a, Patrick Stewart. Franklin was not a fan of Chris. Everybody's a fan. Sure, sure. It's one of those Probably movies that you me. don't even think would be, you don't even think it's like a, a serious movie until you just see that Patrick Stewart's in the cast. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have known probably otherwise, because I guess I didn't remember the director's name from Blue Ruin. Uh, I just remember seeing the description of it, which is, you know, a band, a punk band gets trapped in a club in Maine, or no, uh, Oregon, maybe. Oregon. Oregon. And, uh. It's like co-starring Patrick Stewart. <laughs> like, yes, I want to watch this. Of course I do. Yep, so that was good. I recommend. Um, just make sure you're in the right frame of mind for it. Yeah. Make sure you can take some violence. I'm Real quick, I saw a movie called Blue Jay. It's a Mark Duplass thing. I was on a Mark Duplass kick. His cinematographer directed something for Netflix. It's got Sarah Paulson in it. If you like Sarah Paulson, she's she's great in it. But it's a very mumblecore movie. Nothing really happens. It's all like just the entire movie's improv. It's that kind of movie. Yeah. But it's uh, really enjoyable. Cool. You know? I like Mumblecore. Yep. Some of it is, like, so intimate, it's kind of unnerving. People uh, right. exposing just raw things you never see. Yeah. Buttholes. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> raw buttholes. We were <laughs> yeah, we were there, David. <laughs> yeah. Next uh, thing I saw, uh, last movie I'm going to talk about is Mildred Pierce from 1945. 
It's a classic. Um, it's a classic. Uh, it's one of my my wife Allison's favorite movies. It's just really good. It's all these like older movies I'm seeing. I think that they're one thing like they're going to be conventional, but it's so ahead of its time in being psychologically complex. Joan Crawford's good in it. The the daughter is really good in it. And full throated recommendation. Nice. Ugh. Isn't that a weird phrase? Full throated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like it. Have you seen it before? Don't use it. No, I've never seen it before. Yes. What year was it? 1945. Mm. It's really good. Yep. Joan Crawford won an Oscar for her portrayal of the titular character. Yes. Yep. And besides from that, I, I watched some TV shows that I won't go into too much. I'm uh, finally going through Deadwood. I own the Deadwood uh, season one or whatever on DVD, but I'm finally, years later, going through it, and it's really good. Dialogue's so great. Nice. And uh, caught up on Legion. I wasn't sure at first. You know, the first couple episodes are kind of all over the place. But yeah. it really comes together later in the later in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't often talk about shows I'm continuing to watch in our watch list. But, it, you know, it feels like it's a different echelon now. I think it's one of the best shows on TV right now. Wow. For how it came together in these last three episodes. Sweet. I'll have to catch up then. So yeah. good. I'll we'll start. And not to spoil anything, but Aubrey Plaza is amazing in it. Yeah, I think sweet. It's right up rally. And then what I'm I'm just closing out what I'm playing, enjoying the the new system life. Final Fantasy 15. I got it this week. I already put in some hours on it. I love it. Nice, nice. It's way different from any other Final Fantasy I've ever played, but it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I really enjoy that that game about that <laughs> that like boy band. Yeah, but that's me. Sweet. I'll go next. I watched three movies. I uh, watched uh, Seven Psychopaths in t- 2012. Yeah. Fun, honestly, yeah, funny movie. It was it was uh, enjoyable. It was. Uh, I was afraid it was going to be kind of too derivative of like Tarantino and uh, yeah. I don't know, talk, uh, chatty, violent movies. Mm-hmm. And it wound up. I don't know. I, it had its. It had a good thing going. It was. It was fun. I would recommend it. Sam Rockwell in that too. It's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At full Rockwell. Yeah. It's nice. a good description. Watch the 2014 movie While We're Young with Ben Stiller, Adam Driver. Yeah. Who, who else? Uh, Amanda Seyfried, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts is the wife. It's uh, it's not amazing, but I thought it was good. It's uh, about a Gen X couple who meet a millennial couple and start hanging out with them and then trying to be more like them. And they try to win a million dollars by surviving on the island. <laughs> some of the some of the commentary on generational differences is kind of obvious and you just sort of you're like, "Yeah, okay. Right, yeah, on. we get it. Yeah, we get it." Yeah. But for uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't dislike it. And then finally I watched uh, for the first time Star Wars the Clone Wars. Oh. oh, nice. 2008. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah. Get into the Get into the show. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think my review of this, let's see what my review of that is. Hated it. Bad dialogue, bad animation, bad story, bad dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie's not good. Yeah. It got a rare one star from me. On nice. <laughs> so that's a movie? I thought it was a... Is it a TV show later? Or? It's, yeah. it's like uh, Battlestar, I think. It was like a movie that launched a oh. cartoon. I always heard the show was good, though. The show's good. I have heard that, yeah. So I'm I'm going to watch the show, but man, this story was so stupid. It's about uh, a baby hut. Oh, yeah. Being, <laughs> like, We've got a job with the hut's nephew. Right. So? Yeah. It's like <laughs> a job with the hut move yet? 
If not, I'm not worried about it. It's like Star Wars Babies. <laughs> <laughs> the animation is about that good. It's Muppet Babies. It's worse than Muppet Babies. Yeah. Nice. It felt like a seventh grade project a little bit. Like, <laughs> anyway, um, that's it. That killed movies for me. <laughs> so that's like, I, stopped watching I just movies. stopped watching movies. I watched a ton of stuff and I narrowed it down to just a handful of things. Um, I rewatched a bunch of movies. I watched Meet Joe Black for the first time and like... 20 years. I really liked that movie. I liked yeah. it at the time. It's so long, though. It is really like long. three hours? Or? Yeah. I was working from home. I wasn't, uh, I had other stuff I was doing. Because <laughs> me and Jeff Black would be a uh, tall order for me to sit and stare at for three and a half hours. But it's good. Brad Pitt like is so lot. pretty in that movie, though. Like, yes. Anthony Hopkins is really good in it. So is Claire Filoni. No, She's real pretty in that movie, too. Yeah, I can't remember who plays the like main villain, but it's a guy who always plays the villain and stuff. And he was... Young. So Peter Starmars. He was doing. <laughs> anyway, I watched that. Um, I, I watched, when I woke up at 7, just starting on Stars, was National Treasure Book of Secrets. <laughs> so I watched that. <laughs> Me and Brent talked a few years ago about how we wish there were more, like, dumb family action movies. Because they are super fun to watch, even though they're so unbelievable and the dialogue is so bad. I wish they're they were so cranking fun. those out. I would watch. Yeah, yeah, I wish there was a National Treasure movie. They're not boring. Week. Yeah. Well, you could write one. Yeah, we don't know how it ends. <laughs> you, then you know what's in the book of secrets. <laughs> it's can, not a secret. You can start writing it and then just like put it on Reddit. I don't know. I don't know how it would work. It's like I've got to eat the book of secrets. <laughs> I mean, trying to trying to mirror uh, what the writer of The Martian did. It's like it worked for him. It's got to work for everybody. Yeah. Incidentally, I was. <laughs> and then one of the favorite books I read last year was uh, The Girl with All the Gifts. And it got made into a very small independent movie with Glenn Close as like one of the only recognizable um, actors in it. Um, I loved the book. The movie was fantastic. I, I rented it on Voodoo, but it was really good. Has anybody read The Girl with All the Gifts? Mm-hmm. No, it's been on like my Amazon like book list. I yeah. keep going about just checking when things are less. It's a than quick read, like man. Five dollars. Definitely recommend it. It's a. Uh, it's post-apocalyptic zombie movie, but the kid zombies have... They're not, like, completely wild. They can be taught, and that's kind of where it starts. They're all kind of like Hannibal Lecter, like, in chairs. Yeah. Back, and she's trying to teach them, like, the periodic table and elements. Like, that's where mm-hmm. it starts. So it's interesting take on zombies. It was really good. I rewatched a bunch of other movies, too. I watched Back to the Future 1 and 2. They're amazing. Yeah. Still. But I could talk about the 15 movies I watched this week, or I could pass it off to Chris if he's got anything. I didn't watch that much this week. What I did watch was reality TV. You know, Survivor was crazy. I didn't have power for like... Uh, that's true. You know, a day and a half yeah. uh, this week from a, a storm. And then I was just, you know, snowed with work. But the got caught up on reality shows. Uh, don't need to talk about those. We kind of want to see if David is in for Survivor this year before talking about it and not caring about spoiling it or not. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did spend more time. I know a few weeks ago I mentioned I played a game, Astroneer. Mm-hmm. It's in a pre-alpha. And it's just a lot of fun. I fired it up again, just started a new save, and just dicked around. It's it's just fun to play those open-world material-collecting, crafting, survival games. And just starting fresh. Because it's all procedurally generated. So, you know, this time I actually had a plan as opposed to the first time. It's really easy to get lost in that game because you're on a plant that has actual curvature. So there's like a, a signal in the sky for where your like base is. But if you go too far because the earth curves or the planet curves, then that marker disappears. So you have to 
either place a line of tethers, which provide oxygen and power to your suit, or you have to, like, use the compass. And so the first time I played, I, like, played for a couple hours, you know, researched all this stuff, like, built a rover, built a space shuttle, and I was just like, I'm going to go get a bunch of, you know, research, which you can, like, pull out of the ground. They look like little alien pods. So I just drove in a direction, kind of swerved around, and then just got lost. And so I had to basically sacrifice this truck, which takes, like, a ton of resources to build, and, you know, kill myself so that I respawn back at the base, because that's the only way that I could reliably get back to it. Kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds super interesting, though. So then, this, so then this time, and I also built my base last time where I ran out of like nodes to expand it. So this time I set, I set out with a plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to expand the base so that it has like multiple ways that I can add stations onto, and then I'm going to like send tethers segments. out. Yeah, and then I'm going to send tethers <laughs> out in cardinal directions. Sounds fun. So then from those cardinal directions I know... If I go north, I hit this cave, which has, you know, malachite, and I can refine that into aluminum or copper, I don't remember. And it was, I had a lot more fun doing it, but I was playing at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Do you guys want to go play it right now? Yeah, kind of. Sounds really fun. Trash the pot. It's like, yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's pre-alpha, so they're still adding stuff. I just made it to another planet, which is kind of neat. It's a planet that's got a lot of hostile, hostile plants. A lot of hostiles. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of hostiles. There's Swedes and... Peter Stormar. <laughs> Peter Stormar. Peter Stormar. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much any, the only thing of substance I experienced this week. Been kind of a shit week, but next week will be better. <laughs> what are you playing Astro Nears on? Is it Steam? Steam. Or PS4? Yep. It's. I mean, it's a little pricey for for games in pre-alpha because they could just decide to abandon it. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten my twenty bucks worth. It's not super graphics intensive. Uh, the art style is really cool, though. It's it's vibrant, contrasting colors on every surface, every plant. You know, it's 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 good. Huh. It's a fun playthrough. If you want to see what Minecraft can grow up to be, not that it needs to. You know, that's a good tagline. This is, it's definitely in the same vein. Nice. Cool. Yeah, you sold that well. I want to watch you play it. Yeah, I'm ready to <laughs> All right. jump through a wall for you for some malachite. All right, that's everybody then. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna our main. We're gonna segue into our main topic, which, in honor of uh, TJ's birth, we're looking back at all the years of movies. Uh, we've kind of seen this online and uh, had a request for it to go through the thing of name your favorite movie every year since you've been born. Yeah, and it felt uh, it felt like it would be kind of fun. We have kind of a roundtable discussion, you know, going through each year. Maybe we'll fight. Maybe we'll agree. Might cry. Is this our first uh, Facebook-driven topic? Facebook? I think so. That, that came from outside of the four of us? I believe so. Nice. Well, thanks. See, we will do it. We weren't fucking with you. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. So. I'd say, let's, since it's an honor of TJ, we should do our favorite movies from the years TJ has been alive. All right. So we'll yeah. start with 85. Sure. And I'll even go first. And we'll end with 2018. 2029. 2029. Yeah. 2029. Yeah, that's podcast. The podcast does. My 1985 was one of my easiest picks for me. It was uh, Back of the Future, which is one of my favorite movies. Back of the Future for me. Yeah. Same. Actually, sneakily think 1985. Not that it's that great a year in movies when I was going back. Yeah, it was a really easy decision for me. For me, it was I had some that, that were really hard. It was this or Pee Wee's Big Adventure, kind of. Nice. But Back to the Future is just kind of more favored or 
Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a... I think it's like the perfect like family adventure movie, sort of. It's just great. And then watching it again yesterday, it ages well, which yeah. is weird. That movies like that would would age well, but the jokes are still funny. Uh, and maybe I should resee it. I don't maybe uh, resee it. I don't hold it in the same esteem as like a perfect movie. Yeah, like I think it's it's a you know one of the most fun movies. I don't think it's a classic. I think it's a classic in a weird way. I do I do not think it's a perfect movie. Like I'm not. I don't think it's mm-hmm. the best movie probably of 1985 even. But it's definitely my favorite, and I think it's just one that everybody would. You know, loved by the masses, which yeah. is something. Maybe I should resee it. Resee it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some years will be like easy, like nineteen eighty five, and some will probably take a while. Yeah. Yep. What you got for eighty six, David? Uh, nineteen eighty six. Uh, had it with between four, but I ended up going with Aliens. Awesome. I did too. Yeah. Uh, I picked Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I also oh. picked Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think Aliens is probably a better movie. I just... I definitely think it is. Ferris Bueller's it. Day Off is just one of my favorite movies. No. Yeah, and to, to be clear, uh, this, this exercise isn't what we all think off. is the best movie. It's what our yeah. favorite movie is. Right? Yeah. No. But we don't want to hear people complaining that like, you know, like, oh, I can't believe you picked that. Such and such is a better movie. Like, we're not disagreeing with yeah. you. Yeah, right. This is just, yeah, if, if I can only pick one movie from each year... To like watch for the rest of my life. Yes. These are the movies I'm picking. And likewise, if I have to pick a movie from one of these years, then like, yeah, I guess I'll pick this one. Yeah. Right. Yes. There's definitely some years later on that get a little dicey. Oh, I just think Aliens is more favorite for me. Nice. 87? I'll do it. For 87, 100% prepared for this. <laughs> it's open. There it is. Uh, this is another one where I just kind of stopped. And it's a movie that I don't think I've seen that often. But the few times I've seen it, it's a sleeper pick for me for... Robin Williams. It's Good Morning Vietnam. Nice. I really like that movie. It's a fun pick. Yeah. Yeah, that was a second place for me. I ended up going with something I didn't obviously see in 87. I saw it much later in life, but I ended up buying it, and I've seen it a bunch since. Love it. Broadcast News. Nice. Love. I could rewatch that movie at any point. Mine is a longtime favorite, super violent, and just, I don't know, iconic. The Untouchables. Nice. Uh, Love that movie. I love the music in that movie. It's the first where we're four different movies. Yeah. Um, I did one of my favorite movies and one that I think it also reminds me of People. My brother showed me this movie when I was younger, mm-hmm. 10 or 11, and I liked it and I think they liked it. I liked it, so it probably is one of my favorites for that reason too. But I picked Raising Arizona mm-hmm. which is a fantastic film. But yeah. I think it's super hilarious. Love that movie. Cool. 88. Yeah. Do it, Brent. Uh, I'll go first. Die Hard. Die Hard. Beetlejuice. Ah. I went big for 1988. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm anticipating it. What'd you choose? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard, Die Hard. I'm not, I'm not as big of a Die Hard fan as a lot of people are. Um, Beetlejuice was definitely number two in that year for me. Yeah, me, I, me too. I had the opportunity, uh, so the Fox Theater in Atlanta, uh, every summer does a kind of a classic or kind of cult comedy movie and they show it on a big screen so I had the opportunity to see Beetlejuice on the big screen again and it's just such a fun movie I like it a lot it is fun alright sweet so we all hate Die Hard yep (laughs) alright 1989 89 was tough for me because two of my favorite movies came out this year if I can only watch one I'm gonna watch the my favorite romantic comedy When Harry Met Sally same that's my pick too it's hard for me not to pick the best movie in my favorite genre 
You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I had it down between two, and I went with the what would I rather watch now. I had it between Dead Poet Society and Batman. I eventually went with Batman. Nice. Tim Burton's Batman is just so fun. I remember watching it, not when it came out, but pretty close, mm-hmm. and it's just... You know, change the game for those kind of kind of movies. <laughs> a kind of movie. Uh, this is this is definitely my stretch of movies that show that I'm still a child. Uh, I picked Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I, ha- I had fun. it. I had it for a while. Yeah. I, I recognize that it's not like a good movie, but I enjoy it. And you know, David and I are going to have some bias because we're brothers, so we watched a lot of these movies. But apparently, you don't like the same movies that I do. No, I, I love that movie. <laughs> I ha- I had it. As, like, in my group of three. Yeah. I'd just probably rather watch Batman as my tiebreaker. As if it was one of my favorites for that year for a long time. I will say, for me, and this may, like, explain some of the choice. Like, a Beetlejuice never factored in for me, nor did Batman. I am not a Tim Burton fan. I've tried, and I just... He's hit or miss for me. I just... But he really hits when he hits. Early mm. Tim Burton is... So good for me. Yeah. I do want to say this was the first year that was real hard. I had a few. Field of um, Dreams was up there. Field of Dreams, uh, Born on Fourth July, which I love. Glory, which is one of my favorite war movies. Um, do the Right Thing was 1989. Yeah, I just re- recently rewatched that. It's the Little Mermaid, Mermaid, which is fantastic. It was 1989. It was, a, it was a really hard year. I had like seven I had to pick from. No one going with Driving Miss Daisy. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe doesn't stand the test of time. Uh, on the Tim Burton tip for 1990, I went Edward Scissorhands for 1990, which is my fave, I think. Hmm. And probably my favorite Tim Burton movie, honestly. Uh, that is the only Burton movie that I just really, really, really liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like Edward Scissorhands a lot. But 90, I can't. Goodfellas is an all-time favorite for me, so... Yeah, I had it between Goodfellas and Home Alone, honestly. Yeah. Home Alone's great, too. I, yeah. I almost went with Home Alone just because it's easier to, uh, you know, just watch Home Alone right now. Or uh, Hook was also this year, 1990. Yeah. I almost went with Hook, too. But I ended up going up with Goodfellas. Nice. You know, it's just, you can pick it up in any part of it, and yep. it's just real enjoyable. Before Chris jumps in, one thing I did realize making this list is that I don't think I'm a huge fan of gangster movies. Because like I'm not as into Goodfellas as everybody is, and while I recognize The Godfathers for what they are, uh, they're amazing movies. So they're not movies that I particularly enjoy watching. You know, God, Godfather's a lot heavier. Goodfellas is a I, I don't know. I think Goodfellas is just a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, mean, I rewatched it recently. I mean, yeah. we talked about it some. And there are parts that are great, and like the end scene with Ray Liotta driving around, freaking yeah. out about the helicopter is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so there's a there's a YouTube channel. Not to steer too far off course, but I'm just you know recommendation for everyone um, called Binging with Babish, and it's a guy who you know very tight shot of him, but he makes food from uh, movies and TV shows, and so he makes the the the, the prison meatballs. Oh, nice! Like even doing the thing, you know, like and then you take a razor blade and you cut the garlic so thin it melts in the pan. And so he like follows this, the procedures all the way through. It's interesting. But it's a cool YouTube channel. We talked about him last week when I was talking about Chef. Yeah. He makes the like, the linguine yep. al olio. Yeah. Um, I included a link in the, the podcast. I awesome. actually looked at a couple of them. It's really, yeah, he's yeah. pretty cool. Neat. Um, so was 1990 the year of Hook? I thought 91 was Hook. I did too, oddly. Oh, it, it might be. Cause, cause 91. Because I, I just got really concerned that I did this thing wrong. Because <laughs> for 1990, I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. Fun. It's not the, it's not a great <laughs> incarnation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I was a Turtles Ghostbusters kid. You know, if this would have gone back to 1984, I would have 
walked out of the room if everyone didn't have Ghostbusters. I almost went Ghostbusters 2 for, I think it's 88? Yeah. And, uh... just not... Yeah. So I actually thought a fun alternative to this game we could do some other time is uh, pick what our favorite movie was in that year. Hmm. Like, what would we have said our favorite movie was if you asked us in 1980? Uh, if, you, if you asked three-year-olds. Or in, or in 1985, two years before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, ambient sounds. <laughs> for me, until like 1999, it might just be like Ghostbusters for 14 straight years. <laughs> and then from 1999 to like 2008, it's a lot of three-minute internet clips. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so then to move on to 91, since I already spoiled it, uh, I went with Hook. Yeah, that's a good one. Terminator 2 Judgment Day for me. Love nice. that movie. That was the second place for me, but I ended up going with uh, Silence of the Lambs. I went Silence of the Lambs too. That was yeah. my it's, second place. It's really good. I, I love a procedural that's like about some process, and it's just, <laughs> I love watching that movie. I yeah. love competent people doing things well. You know, when people are good at their jobs, and that's a good at their jobs movie. And man, it's one of those things too when you stop and like I won't see that movie for six years and I'll start like talking shit about Anthony Hopkins winning best lead actor for his tiny role and then I'll watch it again. I'm like, oh man, he's so good though. <laughs> he's yeah. so creepy. Everyone always says he's only got fifteen minutes of screen yeah. time and it feels like star. he's in the whole movie though. After you finish it, it's like he yeah. owns that movie. Yeah. 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 The the escape stuff is, is really well done in that movie. I'll, uh, so is that everyone for 91? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll kick off 92. I thought, uh, 92 was kind of a weak year for me. Yep. But I didn't really, I, you know, I couldn't really find somebody that was really a favorite from mine. Unforgiven as a backup, but I ended up going with, strangely, Glengarry Glen Ross. That's what I put too. Nice. Uh-huh. And it was, and whereas most of my list, obviously this is the list where Chris grows, this part of the list is where Chris grows up. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted, TMNT, Hook, and then Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> But it's, you know, a lot of my list is what I would rewatch right now, and GGGR fits that bill, but it is only because like, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I would like to see it again, because I know I liked it when I saw it, but... Yeah, there's just something about, like, uh, rough year for D- movies. David Mamet dialogue, you know, the back and forth, uh, you know, the kind of, the brutality of his dialogue, yeah. and Ricky Roma and Alec Baldwin, they're just like... Baldwin's... Well, yeah, the ABC speech. Pure charisma. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll let my good movie. But I thought it was kind of weak here. Yeah. 1992 produced my favorite courtroom drama of all time. Me too. My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my pick. My yeah, that's Vinny. one of your favorite movies ever, right? It is. It, it's not that it's great. It's, it is great for what it is, but it, it's, it's, movie. it's... It's a bad movie. It's... I, I, there's something oddly rewatchable about that more mm-hmm. so than any other movie, it seems. I think I've seen My Cousin Vinny 30, 40 times just because Great movie. it's yeah. one of those movies where you just, you run, if you're flipping channels and you run across it, you just stop and you just leave it on. Nice. Because they're, every scene is just, I don't know, I feel like I can talk with the characters on every scene. Say the lines. Nice. Nice. You also made my favorite courtroom drama of all time, um, which is A Few Good Men. Which is my pick hmm. for '92. It's one of my. It'd be in my top twenty probably all time. I absolutely love that movie. I really like it. I, I wish I could. I wish I could take the just the back half though every time because that's the first half is 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 all a- anticipating that final courtroom scene. It does the the scene on, at Guantanamo with them when they're eating breakfast when you start to get because Nicholson's such a likable guy at the yeah. very very beginning and you start to get hints of him being an asshole mm-hmm. as the movie progresses. Um, yeah, love that movie. Watched it 
a bunch of times. Also, it's got a fun casting thing, which I like in movies. Uh, Wolfgang, I forget his last name, is the guy who plays. There's a dumb guy on trial and then a smart guy on trial, the tall, black, real handsome guy. And he was like an intern and he walked by Reiner's office and he was like, wait, like that's the like the build of the guy I want. Nice. Um, so he just pulled him in for that. I don't think he ever acted again, that guy. But neat story. Yeah. 93 is probably my favorite movie of all time, so I'll go first on 93. It's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very easy pick yeah, I for, went, for DJ. I went Jay Park also. I was my number two. I ended up going with Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is great. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, it seems almost unfair. Yeah. To be up against... I, I think this is a hard year because it's hard to go up against Jurassic Park. You know, obviously, you know, didn't. Yeah. But obviously, Groundhog Day is rewatchable. There's a reason why there are 24-hour <laughs> marathons of it on Groundhog Day. Right. Just love Bill Murray. I just love how that story takes place, and he's making the perfect day, making the perfect himself. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about the iterative nature that lends itself to just watching again and again. Um, Cassandra, my girlfriend, likes Lost in Translation more than I do. Loves that movie, and she likes Saint Vincent a lot too. And we were watching Groundhog Day because it was on TBS the other day while we were cleaning. She's like, "Is this the best acting job he ever did?" It's like, "Shit, it might be." He's so good at Groundhog Day. Yeah, it was really good. Well, obviously, I acknowledge Jurassic Park as, especially in my childhood, that VHS, huge movie. Yeah. Rewatchable, requotable. And the special effects hold. Yeah. It's Kelly, amazing. Kelly had a, didn't didn't see a lot of movies. Well, I mean, she did see a lot of movies growing up. And so there was one day where I was like, you haven't seen Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's like doing its rounds on some premium channel. Let's just sit down and watch Jurassic Park. And she watched it and she was like, I cannot believe how good the effects are. Yeah, for maybe that's 25 years old now. Yeah. That's insane. Practical effects last and, you know, virtual effects are temporary. Yep. Mm. Oh, for me, uh, 93. Yeah, it turns out we do move in herds. Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Cooking that joke. You had it in the holster. (laughs) Nice. Clever boy. (laughs) We've had a running joke in our group that 94 is the best year of all time for lots of reasons, but one of them is because they're... A ton of good movies. What'd y'all have for 94? I feel like I uh, I've, I did a bad job picking lists. Because I feel like all the mo- a lot of these movies you guys are talking about, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I got weird second place movie is Chunking Express. Love that movie. Nice. Wong Kar Wai movie. But awesome. it's Lion King for me. 94. I went Lion King. Yeah. LK Lion King is amazing. Uh, I went Pulp Fiction. Me too. They're, uh, they're both really good. Yeah. Uh, no no fault with, with going Lion King at all. Pulp Fiction, I feel like, was one of those movies that was great. And then I was kind of burnt out on it because everybody was like, it's the best movie of all time when we were in college. Yeah, yeah, it was a really easy, it was like a college film student favorite movie. And then like uh, Boondock Saints kind of was too. I was going to say, and then you rewatch both those movies, and you're like, wait, Boondock Saints isn't that good though. Pulp yeah. Fiction's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the best screenplays. One of my favorite screenplays of all time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pulp I mean, there's a reason it. Spawned a bunch of copycats. Yeah. And having said that, Lion King might be my favorite animated movie of all time, too. So it's, it's hard. That those two movies in that year are, are rough. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of animation, but I felt like this... If I was going to watch an animated movie, it's between this and something else. Brent, do 95. Kick it off. The Usual Suspects is my favorite movie from 95. Interesting. Also another one where it's, it's obvious why there are so many copycats, because mm-hmm. Usual Suspects is so good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, usual Suspects as well. I have Braveheart. I know it's a populist answer, but... I, Braveheart's great. <laughs> 
forgot about that. <laughs> I was about it's 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 one of our David and my her, our mom's favorite movies, and yep. so we couldn't grow up without that being around. Especially if I could stop it before the like torture death. Man, it's before that. I'm that kidding. is, I don't know how many times I've seen Braveheart, and that is still a hard scene to get through. And they don't even see it. Yeah, you I know what's happening. Uh, spoiler just alert: the the sound effects, <laughs> the disemboweling like hook through yeah. the nuts, just like the the wet sounds you yeah. hear and crunching. Yeah, it's still like yeah, when we were kids, it like made me so squeamish. Yeah, and it still does now. But um, I went with a different movie. I went with uh, Heat. Michael nice. Mann's Heat. Heat's good. It's good. It's another one of those, you know, people being good at their jobs. This time it's both the cops and the robbers are professionals. Mm-hmm. And I love some. I love me some Michael Mann, and that's probably his best movie in my my opinion. Nice. I had a weird number two that um, I didn't put all my number twos down, but this one struck me as odd that it. Was number one until I scrolled down to the use for Usual Suspects was Babe. Yeah. I love Babe. And I've rewatched it four or five times. That movie's just great. And uh, mm-hmm. who, what's the actor? I can. Uh, Cromwell. James Cromwell. Oh, I thought you said the pig. Yeah. <laughs> Oinkers. TJ, we had sausage biscuits this morning. Uh, Cromwell <laughs> is sweet, though. He's an adorable character um, in that movie. I really like Babe a lot. So yeah, that's there's my, my second place movie on all the yeah. list I made. I was kind of tied with Heat and Seven. And if I went, what do I want to watch right now? It's definitely not Seven. Right. No <laughs> kidding. I love me some Fincher, but... That's a good damn. year for movies. It is. Yeah. Think it's, everything yeah. people are talking about. Yeah. Good year. Coming up That's on a, a not great year for movies, for me at least. 96. My least favorite year to choose. I had an easy pick there for me. It's Independence Day. Yes. I mean, I, I, I could literally watch that movie every year for the rest of my life. I loved that movie when I was a kid, and I just don't... I don't know. I think it's the... the it's hard to get over the stupidity of the computer virus thing at the end, like on his on his MacBook Pro or whatever. And I knew that was stupid at '96, though. <laughs> Sent you've got mail. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the aliens like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, now we die. They fished them. Close out SimCity and pull up. Email. Yeah, so expand your member by six inches. It's like, like no. It's a Nigerian prince. Yeah. <laughs> My hubris has gotten me again. <laughs> well done, Glee Glorp. <laughs> you funked it up. That's good. So I picked uh, picked another action movie from '96. I went Mission Impossible. That's just a very That's rewatchable movie. Yeah. yeah. For me, I went Fargo. Fargo. I went Fargo too. I think Fargo is probably the best movie that year. I should mention that uh, I might have picked Fargo if I've if I had seen Fargo in the last decade, but I've not. It's been a long. I time saw it since a couple years it. ago, and it is even it is even like more cynical, funnier, and darker than I remember when I was a kid. There's some of the just the, the stuff that just hits a little harder when you're an adult. Yeah. Speaking of movies about people who are good at their jobs, here's a movie about people who are bad at Horrible. their jobs. Yeah. Marge Gunderson is, yeah. is also just one of the best heroes of all time, I love, in my I opinion. Love that, love that she is amazing at her job, and yeah. everybody else, like like you say, like it happens a lot in Coen Brothers movies. Is it's a blundering comedy of errors, yeah. but mm-hmm. with really bleak outcomes. Yeah, Fargo's got one of my favorite stories too. Is that William H Macy went to um, Coen Brothers, or one of them, and was like, "Hey, uh, so the script at the beginning had the." You know the store. The names of the people have been changed to protect the innocent. Blah blah blah. And he was like, "Do you have any like paperwork on this? I really want to read about this backstory for like, my character." And Joel Cohen was like, oh, "No, it's not real, man." <laughs> He's like, "You can't say that." And he was like, "Why not?" 
<laughs> that's the story. It's like that's fantastic. So like, we're just gonna tell everybody it's true. No rule that says we can't do that. Why not? Why not? Ninety-seven. I'll kick off ninety-seven. Right, so will I. I picked. <laughs> I mean, shit. Some of these we could do them in unison. Ready? One, two, three. Gross LA confidential. Oh, damn it. That gross point blank was my number two, though. I had it between the two of them. Nice. I I just seen gross point blank. Uh, last year, mm. and it's been a while since LA Confidential for me. I just love the. Uh, it's a great film noir. It got the three stories. It's crazy that they got like Spacey in his prime, Crow in his prime, and Guy Pierce. Yeah, I guess Guy um, Pierce is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, LA Confidential for me as it's, well. It's like your favorite, right? Or one of one of. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, my '97 picks like top five in the '90s for me. I picked Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Love that movie. I think it's Robin Williams' best performance. I love Robin Williams in that movie. Mm-hmm. Really good at it. And uh, Skarsgård. Skarsgård? Which Skarsgård. one? Skarsgård. 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 And Joan Cusack and just everything is just so fun while being a movie about like an assassin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the girl? That, what's the name of the girl that Jer- Jeremy Piven's trying to reconnect with? Jenny Slater? Is that it? Maybe. Hey, Jenny Slater. Yeah. Hey, Jenny Slater. <laughs> hey, Jenny Slater. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, they take the care to make everything in that movie funny. Like usually, it's the uh, the main guy is funny, and you get a bunch of straight men like the. FBI agents are funny. Like, yeah. there's another assassin. Well, yeah. he's not very funny. He's French-Canadian. I don't think he has any lines. But Yeah, yeah there's there's the old high school bully. He's funny. Yeah. Dan, Dan Aykroyd, as, like, the, the the guy who's building the corporation of assassins, is really funny. Yeah, yeah. he is. The diner scene is great. The diner scene is great. I gotta watch that movie again soon. Yeah. I, I think... It's been a while. I don't think uh, John Cusack's been better. That's, that's yeah. his best for me. Ooh, I forgot about High Fidelity. I gotta think about that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like half of is him playing John Cusack. This is like how he is. That's how neurotic he is. Yeah. Well, I think most of the playing him playing John Cusack. He's an assassin. <laughs> His career. In real life. Uh, 98. Mm-hmm. I picked another like movie that everybody loved when we were in college that everybody forgot about and then I saw again and realized it was amazing which was American History X. Mm-hmm. It was my 98 pick. I actually almost picked that. It's it was, This was one of the few where I remember that I had two very close ones. Oh, uh, yeah. Love American History X. Uh, Ethan, the big guy. Yeah. He's just incredible. And that uh, I just love his his life path. That he went from like 450 pounds plus from American History X to now he's like real skinny. Yeah. And is, you know, just acting his face off. He was in uh, Hidden Figures, right? He was in some Oscar movie this year, and I'm pretty sure it was Hidden Figures, very briefly. Huh. But I wound up with The Truman Show. I did The Truman Show as well. Fantastic movie. Brothers. I did. Uh, I had a close second with Out of Sight. I just love watching that movie. I liked Out of Sight. I haven't seen Out of Sight since then, maybe. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. It also had, like, naked silhouette, didn't it, of, uh, what's her name? J-Lo. Yeah, J-Lo. Yeah. Which I'm sure I loved in 1990. <laughs> I saw it a couple years ago, and just Steven Soderbergh's style is like, yeah. you know. Front and center there, and Don Cheadle's great in it, minor part. Viola Davis has got like a tiny scene in it. It's great. Nice. Everybody's good in it. Nice. Oh, what? Saving Private Ryan. It's, you know. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. One of the best war movies, probably the best modern war war movie. Yeah. Plus, it's just Spielberg magic, too. It's just, Mm -hmm. 
when he when he makes a great movie, it's just great forever for me. Uh, we'll rewatch all his great movies. Like, you know, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the BFG. <laughs> I shouldn't shit on the BFG. I don't know. what it's, it, I didn't hate it as much as everybody else. I didn't see it, so. Do you feel like you angering Spielberg when you say that? It's like someone's provided you with so much joy. It's like, I'm sorry, Stevie. I'll bot, I'll bot that hand that feeds me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm I'm curious to know 1999. 1999 was a crazy year. I pulled up the list because I wanted to. Write yeah, I think it there were like everybody. eight movies that I strongly considered. I feel like 1999 starts where I like started watching all the movies. Yeah, like the 90s and 80s for me, it was like between a couple. Now it's between like ten movies. Mm. I feel like uh, 1999 ended up being the Sixth Sense when it was all said and done. That's where I landed. Great movie. Mm-hmm. I ended up going with. Uh, had it between two, really close. I almost went South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. Nice. But I ended up going with Magnolia. Magnolia's, yeah, it's really fun. I chose Office Space from 99. Nice. Tonally similar to mine, I picked Big Daddy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Big Daddy's, Big Daddy's fun. Yeah. Got old balls. So, no Fight Club, no Matrix. The first Matrix, which is a super fun cons- movie. I strongly yeah. consider the Matrix, but I don't know. I think it's got a Pulp Fiction wave to it, and Maybe. that really big under. I think it's underestimated now. It was overrated for a while. Now I kind of want to watch it again. The Matrix. I just. I really just want to watch the the kind of the greatest hits of the Matrix, which is like the the lobby scene mm-hmm. and just a handful of scenes. I really don't want to go. I don't want to sit and rewatch all the stuff of them on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. As much. Mm-hmm. They, they are apparently remaking the Matrix. Well, I heard that it's it's actually going to be a Morpheus story. It was originally supposed to be a reboot. I mm-hmm. heard that it's supposed to be about Morpheus. Kind of like a prequel for Morpheus. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, also, American Beauty. <laughs> Will it? Yeah. I loved American, American Beauty when it came out. I feel like it's uh, it was my number two. fallen in estimation a little bit. But yeah. My number two was Being John Malkovich. Which is really one of my good. favorite movies. It's a great movie. On my short list, too. Also, just oddly, the Fight Club. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut, which probably wasn't close, but it's a movie that is polarizing one way or the other. And Blair Witch is also this year, which is a movie me and Sonny were just talking about that we think it, it obviously ages well because it removes technology from the yeah <laughs> from yeah, well, the script. But it, like the newest one, which is all about drones. That's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Going back to '98 for a second, I'm surprised that nobody picked uh, Big, Lebo- uh, Big Lebowski. I thought about it. It's just I'm I'm not with the crowd on that one. Me neither. I, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a Good movie. I think it's and a fun that's... movie, but for me, it's minor Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's lower mm-hmm. half Coen Brothers for me. Yeah, I don't. I'm not it's a, almost like on a different tangent of Coen Brothers. I'm not me. a fanboy. Yeah, like this like rewatchable kind of dumb comedy, separate from a lot of what a lot of other stuff they did. Mm-hmm. It is weird though. It's I don't even lump it in with the rest of what their body of work even. Because mm-hmm. in the list, I know we've never done this before, but if we're considering how Coen Brothers it is, it's not very Coen Brothers. Yeah, it's no. really not. Just, uh, an interesting point. Anyway, sorry. 2000? Let's go back to the future. 2000. <laughs> almost famous. Almost famous. What? <laughs> so this one, I almost went memento. I think, I couldn't figure out if it came out this year or the, the year after. Did you look it up? Yeah. It was in like the year after's <laughs> Oscars, so it was in like the 2002 Oscars, but it came out in 2000. It's like a slow release kind of thing. Oh, uh, weird. But I did end up going with In the Mood for Love. One Car Y movie. Just one of the most beautiful romantic movies mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Fun. I remember when I was 
in college, I rented it from like the library, and you had to watch it at the terminal there. Oh, nice. I, I was just like, I worked at the library, so I had like downtime like that. Yeah. I watched it and just fell in love with it. Watched it, rented it, took it back, and watched it again. And I have it on the Criterion Collection, too. Huh. I'll watch it. Yeah, me too. Let's watch it after uh, that's this. That's, I think, the first movie anybody's picked that I've never seen before. Oh, nice. Yeah. You've picked a lot, you guys picked a lot of movies I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> What's your pick for Y2K? A so brother. I'll tell you what movie it is. So, brother, we're out there. I love that movie. <laughs> I like it. Trying to get more Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah, it is more Coen Brothers too. Than Ooh, than pick pick one soundtrack you get to listen to from the year two thousand. Almost Famous or uh, a brother? I would take a brother. A brother. Yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. So I, I'm curious. I thought the two thousand and one was hard to pick a favorite movie, um, not because there were too many choices. So I didn't feel like there were a lot of... Maybe 2001 was a little bit of a stinker for me. It's my first animated pick. It's 2001. I went with Monsters, Inc. Which is nice. one of my favorite Pixar I movies. That. I cry, I like, went, I went, cry like a fucking baby at the end of that movie every time. <laughs> yeah, I went animated too. But I did Spirited Away. I Miyazaki. Oh, I should have picked that. <laughs> What'd you pick? Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Get out! <laughs> I mean, it's a hilarious movie. It is That's funny true. as hell. But Spirited Away is way more you. Yeah, Spirited Away. I love Spirited Away. It's probably my favorite movie of that you year. Got, you got to the Z's. Yeah, no. I did the due diligence. I just didn't see Spirited Away. You're like the guy who's like halfway through with his crystals lunch and sees Chick-fil-A across the street. No, <laughs> oh, damn, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> If you're pulling it up in like a Wikipedia, sorry, Crystal, list, please sponsor us. It was tough though because it's got like a Japanese release and Americans way later. Mm. I just like the Wikipedia article has like Oscar at the top. I'm scrolling down the best animated movie with Spirited Away. Yeah. I didn't even look at the rest of it. I was like, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, nice. I had some consideration for Amelie. Yeah, that was my pick until charming, and then uh, Mulholland Drive. Ugh, just a great creepy. Mulholland Drive, is David so Lynch weird. movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen the that crazy David Lynch music video where he sings? Sings. No. He just I thought you were going to say if you see that crazy David Lynch movie. It's like, Brent, narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find that for you because it's, it's insane. Uh, but from 2001, I picked uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship. Of yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I just really loved it when it came it's the out. Best, it's the best Lord of the Rings. It's the best Tolkien movie made, I think. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and follow up. Oh, two. I was not crazy about a lot of the movies that came out in O2, so I picked The Two Towers. God, I had like seven movies. I thought O2 was such a good year. Uh, I picked my first foreign film in O2. One was City of God. City of God. So good. That's so a good. great movie. Yeah. I just don't know that I would ever want to rewatch it much. I, I've seen it a couple of times. I own it. Nice. I, that movie really good. Gorgeous. In, yeah. a, in a different way from... You know, I, I say movies are gorgeous so many different times, but... Just the stuff they get out of those uh, Brazilian slums, yeah, and the you know the washed out bright colors everywhere, mm-hmm. right? It's Brazilian Godfather to me. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Minority Report. It's a super movie. fun action movie. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought of it earlier when I said what I was going to say. If you could mention is Tom, my favorite Tom Cruise flick, I thought of Minority Report. It's I feel so like fun. Minority Report is super underrated, and Spielberg and Tom Cruise, yeah, and now too. What's her name? Who plays the... Samantha the, Morton? The precog? Yeah, the precog. Yes. Run! Yeah. That scene is spine-tingling. I, I love that part. Yeah. 
<laughs> good boy. <laughs> I think there's so many good movies I must pick. There's Adaptation this year, which I love. Adaptation's fantastic. Punch Drunk Love. I love Road to Perdition. Oh, man. Great movie. Surprisingly based on a graphic novel. Yeah. And 25th Hour, too, I think is... Nice. One, one that is about that. It's growing on me since really I've seen Really gripping it. movie. Yeah. Huh. Forgot about it. O three? Uh I, I went with Kill Bill. Although I think O three is also lost in translation year and mm-hmm. I was it was a very tough decision between the two. I love both of those movies, but I went Kill Bill Volume One. Nice. I went lost in translation. I went twenty eight days later. Oh, so good. The scariest zombies of all time. I just I just rewatched it recently and it's just so good. And it's yeah, real good. When you went twenty eight days later, did you what movie did you pick? Um <laughs> Picks twenty eight weeks later. <laughs> Actually, no, that movie's kind of crap. But I went a mighty wind. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite. I grew up with in like a heavy folk music family, so I love the fact that I, that makes I remember seeing that on that list and just being like, "Damn it, be in another year, be in another year." So no, you're a big fan of that movie. I too. love that movie. It's my yeah. favorite Christopher Guest movie. Um, the soundtrack's great. It is the movie that should have an Oscar that doesn't, and then the the worst way I think it lost the best original song to Lord of the Rings, like Inya song. <laughs> Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like five better songs than that. Yeah, I mighty went. For cool. me. Yeah, I still get goosebumps when uh, they sing Kiss at the End of the Rainbow. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. So yeah. it's three different movies so far. What was yours, Chris? 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah. Four different movies. Yeah. Yeah. Surprised no one did Return of the King. It definitely it failed my what do I want to watch right now. Yeah. That's the thing for us. I still, I, I like, if I was going one, I would try to go Fellowship. Yeah. It's definitely, I think, the best movie out of the trilogy. Um, even though Return of the King has the, the best picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oscar, I think. Fellowship, it was definitely an award for the trilogy. I, have, I also have a hard time. That, you know, I am no director, screenwriter, or, you know, Tolkien, but... That movie ends so sloppily. Yeah. I was just about to make an ending joke about Return of the King. Like, it has, like... I remember the, when I saw the first time in the theater... Almost it was, getting up. It was... Yeah, like, five different times. Because like, you've been sitting there... For- great ending. <laughs> it, nope. <laughs> oh, okay. This is it. Clearly, this is a great ending. Nope. <laughs> and... And you're like, it's it's been two and a half hours. Yeah. And then the first fake ending, and then the second fake ending. And by the time you get up, it's like three hours in, and it's like, Jesus Christ! The music swells, and you're like, okay, it's this. Nope! New scene. No, it's super important to show everyone back at the Shire, and Sam finally gets to kiss Rosie. Like, no, no one cares! That's the part. When they go back to fucking Shire is, when I, <laughs> is, is the part in Return of the King where I think I heard people in the audience just say, come on! <laughs> Although, I think if you take out half those endings, or just have one ending, that could definitely be the best for me. Yeah. The, the Samwise and Frodo relationship at the end uh, always makes me want to cry. Yeah. 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 Do the crowning. Like going up the mountain The crowning together. is important. Do the crowning and do the shore scene. No, no one, one bows to you. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, 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 or the, you bow to no one. The hospital scene. I know it's not an actual hospital, but like when he's... It's just like, <laughs> one by one, every character from the movie come in and say hey to Frodo, because yeah. he's hurt. Single file now. Yeah. We should have all had like a Animal House style, like freeze frame. It's like Samwise went on to develop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, four? Oh, four is next. Yep. I went Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban for Ooh. Almost, Almost picked it. 
this is, I think it was my second one. Instead, I picked Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. That's good. Blown away by that movie. I went with uh, Shaun of the Dead. Nice. Oh, that was actually my number two. That's right. That's, that's, that's still my favorite. Shaun of the Dead. Coronetto trilogy movie. Yeah. I give. I have, I have some, some Edgar Wright props later in my list, but Shaun of the Dead is amazing. I went with The Incredibles. He's my is really favorite sick. Pixar. Yeah. I'm really excited about Incredibles too. Yeah, I'm still, super excited about sequel. Am I the only one who's not gone animated yet? Did you go animated? Yeah, yeah. I've gotten Lion King and Spirited Away. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got one coming up. Um, Looking forward to I've it. Got, I've got two coming up. I almost went. I heard, I heard Huckabee's though. I heard Huckabee's is really good. Movie. I heard Huckabee's has got a perfect twee little indie pop soundtrack too. Me and Cassandra yeah. were. Having our privileged white person brunch yesterday, and we're talking about. I was trying to make her uh, um, list her five favorite horror movies, and when I brought up Shaun of the Dead, she inserted it in. She was like, "Oh yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's definitely horror. I mean, it's horror comedy, but it's, yeah. it's horror." Shaun of the Dead's a great pick. Those are all four good picks, I think. What's a rough year? Oh five. Oh five. David, uh, I went with Forty-Year-Old uh, Virgin. Nice. It's my first uh, Apatow. That was fun. And I, I was way into those movies. Still rewatch those for some of the, you know, uh, joke a thons they do. Yeah. Come, come back and forth on stuff. Paul Rudd about uh, Michael McDonald DVDs. <laughs> yeah, it's really so good. So funny. Love that. If I hear this one more time, I'm going to shoot myself in the head. Like <laughs> yeah. That. yeah, the whole, you know how to know if you're gay is. Just, yeah. Too fun. <laughs> you don't know your game? How? Oh, you saw a fucking dick last night. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> it's intense. I went with uh, Walk the Line, which is a movie I remember seeing in theaters and wishing it wouldn't be over. Mm-hmm. I wanted to keep watching more of that. Uh, I went with, I think it's I think it's vastly underrated just because of how good the second one is, but uh, Batman Begins. It's my favorite movie from 05. Batman Begins is, is good. Mm-hmm. I went uh, Kung Fu Hustle. God, that's so good. I really love Kung Fu Hustle. Never seen that. It is a comedy action kung fu movie that is also a really good action movie. Fun. Uh, with great effects, and it's... I recommend it to everyone. And it's, it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon, but yeah. in a great way. Yeah. Okay. Oh, six. I did not have... Oh, wait, did you do a five, David? Yeah, I said 40-year-old version. Oh, yeah. that's right, you started. Uh, oh, six, I... Uh, I wasn't wild about the choices in 06. I just kind of settled on The Departed, which I I do really like The Departed. See, we're talking about beforehand. 06, I had like eight different movies that I all think could be my, my number one. I ended up going with, uh, I think it's an all-time classic, Children of Men. Children of Men's good. I'm, I'm with David on this. I had five or six that I was uh, narrowed down to. I ended up going with Pan's Labyrinth. That was in my short list. Love that movie. The Chris, you got a different fourth for 2006? Yeah, it's a movie, a little movie. You guys may not have seen it. It's called The Host. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it is really good. I honestly really like that movie. Yeah. Other movies I thought of were uh, Casino Royale. You know, I, I thought it was really good at the time. Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, uh, Little Miss good. Sunshine was on my uh, shortlist. Borat. Borat. Um, then, uh, the, have you guys ever seen The Lives of Others? Uh, the best foreign picture that year? Yes. It's such a good movie. I actually had to watch it in college. But it's, it's yeah. really well done to, for that. And uh, I almost picked Brick. Ryan Johnson's uh, yeah. debut. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a good high school noir, stylish thing. Yep. 
Yeah, we saw Pan's Labyrinth like an hour out in the suburbs in the theater. It was really weird. There were mm-hmm. only people in the theater. Mm-hmm. Surprised it was shown there. It's it's my favorite Del Toro. It was really good. So 2007, can we all agree this was a terrible year? <laughs> no, there's, there's so many good movies in this year, but I think for the most part there's kind of a top two to, to pick from. I almost went the other one, but I gotta go There Will Be Blood. I, I just think it's... There Will Be Blood. Milkshake. Yep. Drainage. Nice. It's all a podcast favorite. Yeah, it is. I have a I have a secret love. Not secret love. I'm open about it. <laughs> I love Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton's good. That, that, that movie, I can... Anytime that I'm like uh, moving and I don't have cable yet, I have the DVD for Michael Clayton. I'll like put it on. It's just a great movie to watch. How many times has that happened? Once. <laughs> Then 2008, uh, we've been talking about this on Facebook a little bit. I love this movie, In Bruges. It was almost mine, but I had to go with The Dark Knight. It's uh, still there for me. The Dark Knight is really good, and I think if if The Dark Knight came out in 2009, you know, clearly I want The Dark Knight on my list, but yeah, love In Bruges. Dark Knight, for me. It was really close between a lot of these, all the movies y'all are saying. Uh, I don't know, go with Wally. Uh, I, I had Wally wow. written down, yeah. and then I kept scrolling. I think it's my favorite. I don't know between it and, and Lion King. There's a chance while it's my favorite animated movie ever. It's just too hard not to pass up. And the Dark Knight is great, great, and Bruges is great. There are a ton of movies that year that were really good too. Slumdog came out that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I may have written an article going into the year 2008 <laughs> right. yeah. through six different posts. I think you've written multiple articles. Probably over ten thousand words on on the topic 2008 <laughs> movies. Yeah, Milk, Iron Man. I mean, yeah. Smaller stuff, Rachel getting married. Yep. Really good. Water Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, yeah, Iron Milk Man. <laughs> 2009? Uh-huh. I thought this was a weak year for me. It's got my, uh, after Pulp Fiction, my favorite Tarantino movie, so it was an easy pick. I uh, picked Inglorious Bastards. I picked Inglorious Bastards as well. I went with uh, In the Loop. In the Loop is so good. Armando Iannucci's... Uh, his, his takeoff of Never his show in the, in the Loop. No, his show was called The Thick of It. Yeah. For BBC. And uh, turning it into a movie. Um, the main guy, Malcolm, is so good in it. It's, a sh- it's before Beep. But it is so fucking funny. Yeah. Nice. It's Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, yes. Uh, James Gandolfini's in it. There's like, it's a crazy cast. Yeah, it's got Anna Klumsky from Veep. It's yeah. got some Veep people in it. It's about like kind of the... the his fictionalized version of the shit show that must have been the invasion of Iraq. <laughs> that sounds fun. It's really dark and really funny. Nice. Uh, this year I went with District Nine. God, this damn, my District second Nine place, is so man. good. I've yeah. I was blown away when I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although now to like hear that when the movie came out, the Neil Blomkamp is the guy's name, right? Yeah. That the interviews at the beginning, uh, the people who are in them are really upset that those are there mm-hmm. because the rumor started that they asked. Uh, those people from South Africa, like, what do you think of, you know, like, the like Zulu people? And then they use that to talk about, like, the cockroaches, mm-hmm. um, or the, the Bruns. Bruns. But it was a nasty rumor, and it wasn't true. Those are actors, but mm-hmm. they were painted as, like, racists based on that rumor. Huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that didn't happen. Maybe I'm making it up. Fake news. <laughs> Meme life. 2010, Scott Pilgrim. Good talk. <laughs> uh, 2010? 2010. I've got my third Pixar film. I went with Toy Story 3. Hmm. I'm finally breaking into animation with Toy Story 3 myself. I was so close between Scott Pilgrim and Social Network that I hadn't even picked 
on my list yet until right now. I think I'm gonna go social network, but Scott Pilgrim is one of my all time favorites. Scott Pilgrim yeah. is very close to that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. And oh my god, the rewatchability in Scott Pilgrim is through the roof. Mm-hmm. I mean, it never gets old. Yeah, I think I've seen it close to a dozen times at least. Yeah, but it's it's like a video game. Who would want to replay a video game? <laughs> <laughs> what was was your Sky P? Yeah, Scott P. 2011. 2011. I I also thought this was kind of a weak year for me. Um, I ended up going with uh, Take Shelter. Jack ne- Jeff Nichols movie. movie. Cool. Michael movie. Shannon, Jessica Chastain. I loved that movie. Yeah, we saw it like on a Redbox rental right when it came out. On yeah. them. it was really good. Uh, maybe it's because I've rewatched this recently, but I went Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris was delightful. Uh, Moneyball for me. Nice. That was up there for me too. I thought that'd be our our baby Brenty's baseball pick. <laughs> but baby Brenty's baseball. Pick. I'm surprised it hasn't been a baseball movie yet. Yeah, yeah they've, they've been in some good years. Little mm-hmm. Dreams, Boulderum was in a good year too. Um, Hardball. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Moneyball. Cassandra likes Moneyball like a ton. Yeah. I, I almost had it on my list, and I don't even like baseball. Right, but I love that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went with Drive, and I don't even like Cars. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Drive. That was super fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a blast watching that the first time. Twenty twelve. I am Silver Linings Playbook. God, it's so good. I do really like that movie. Uh, I picked Django Unchained. Also, so good. That's, I have trouble picking this because I think it's definitely nowhere near the best movie this year. But I had the most fun watching this movie. I went with The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Ah. There is there's, so there's a certain point where I was like, I really like Cabin in the Woods. I want to just look up what year it came out and put it there. Yeah. But then I saw Goon. And uh, I really enjoy watching Goon, and I'm excited about its eventual sequel. Goon, is, Goon was super fun. Sean William Scott acting out of nowhere. Yep. I still haven't seen it. I need to get on it. You need Lee to watch Schreiber. it. It's really, really, yeah. Lee Schreiber's really good at it. Jay Bearshill. It's Really good. Oh, have you guys seen? I almost went with the master, Paul Thomas Anderson Scientology movie. I recently watched the the interview scene from it, and makes me want to watch it. But it's really good. It's very slow. You really got to dedicate yourself to it. But it, I think it may be a masterpiece that I don't understand yet. <laughs> like one of those kind of movies. Nice. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. I only watched it once, and I I don't know. Wasn't crazy about it. Maybe I should watch it again. I feel like I feel like at a certain point I need to go back in any movie that I like binged for Oscar prep. I need to like give another shot yeah. when I'm not so fatigued by trying to cram as many Oscars into my face hole as I can. Well, that's like me and the what it, uh, whatever your Inherent Vice came out. That was one of those movies that I was just trying to trying to get through before the, the main Oscars. Line. And mm. that is not the movie for that. It <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, like I can't tell you a thing about that movie at this point. 2013. Uh, my favorite movie that year, Her. <laughs> her. Her. <laughs> Epic Her. Nice. <laughs> It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about it. <laughs> but I think I'd still pick, uh, this is the year Short Term 12 came out. Yeah, Short Term was really good. Short was... Term 12? Short Term 12. It's a Brie Larson movie. She's at a uh, like a rehabilitation center for children who have been abused or have uh, mental or psychological issues. They can go there for like uh, 12, yeah. 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Yeah. yeah. Who's, the, who's the guy that plays her... Uh, boyfriend, it's Gallagher, yeah. uh, John John Gallagher, Gallagher from the newsroom, and you've got uh, the guy from uh, Mr. Robot. Yep, is in that I movie. Robot. Yeah, not nah, Robot. You're right, Mr. Robot. Rami Malek, Jesus, yeah. his name, and um, uh, also Rami. the guy who's played Snoop Dogg. I think in Straight he's also in Get Out, and he's in Atlanta. And Atlanta, yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, I think is his name. And he's, he's really good. Um, Rosa from 
part uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Anybody who hasn't Chocolate seen people. talking to all three of y'all and the the podcast universe, I cannot recommend Short Term Twelve enough. I'm super good. Yeah, right? I need to watch it. I and was I've, not aware of it as a it, movie. It is like I've been in places me. like that as a volunteer and as a kid, and it was a super accurate portrayal. I thought cool. Yeah. So it's not like you know that Zach Galifianakis. Uh, I like that movie too a ton. I forget what that's called. Not, not accurate, but it was good. <laughs> it was just real cute. With uh, M- Emma Roberts? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Short Term 12 was great. And you get to look at Brie Larson, who's beautiful. We're pretty. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this, I didn't see a lot of movies in 2013, which is why I wrote my only note on my list. This year sucked? Question mark. Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I guess if you're forced to put Gravity, not that Gravity is a bad movie, but I, I was looking for the list and going like, oh, I should watch her, and like, oh, yeah. I should watch this movie. Yeah. So I wound up. With you her. like her? Her was one of those movies that I was not. I was not looking forward to watching it, and then yeah, I did. And I'm so thankful. I did. God, I was in love Loved with him um, so much. Uh, what's his name's character? Who plays his uh, Chris Pratt's Pratt. character? Mm-hmm. Who's like you know the guy's dating the OS? Yeah, and he's like like Chris Pratt goes. He's like, oh, who, who's your girlfriend? And he's like, it's the, the OS. Whatever, what's her name? Can't remember now. Her. Anyway, and Chris Pratt's like, oh, cool. Let's like go on a double date. He's like totally cool with it. it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just like such an endearing character. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson is amazing. In that movie, the, the voice work as a, as just a voice, um, and one of the most heartbreaking movies I've ever seen. Yes. I, mean, I, 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 I cried; my shoulders were moving. I was crying so hard. It was, that's when I cried. Do this, <laughs> <laughs> shimmy, shimmy. Uh, I think that works well on podcast, really, right? Yeah, it's a shame. It actually, it actually might because the table shook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like when I cry, do this earthquake. <laughs> like the sound file is climbing the Andes right now. 2014? Take us through it, Deej. Whiplash. I picked Whiplash. I thought they did a good job. <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, I did Whiplash. Yeah, I still haven't seen Whiplash just for no fault but my own. And so I put John Wick. I really like John Wick. so fun. Yeah. Some good movies though. Guardians of the Galaxies this year, Lego movie, Grand Budapest, Boyhood. I loved Gone Girl. Gone Girl was Edge good. of Tomorrow, Nightcrawler. Ooh, Edge of Tomorrow's. Yeah. Oh, Big you, Hero 6. Big Hero Big 6. Hero is 6 good. Loved that movie. The more, more recent years, I didn't actually list any of my, you know, yeah. and things in contention. I didn't really spend a lot of time on the more recent years. Well, the past few years have been doing the Oscar thing so hard that I've. I've known my favorite movie of 2015. Yeah, me too. Right? I can just say, yeah. oh, I remember that was my favorite movie. Right. Rather than going back to the well. Um, man, what were you talking about? Guardians. We, me and Xander, and I've talked about this with Brent too. Like, man, Guardians is the best movie where I watched it for the first time, and I was like, God, that was great. I don't know what the plot was. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I think there's a stone that someone wants, and I think that's all I know. But other than that, it's just a lot of flying around and fun. <laughs> it's awesome. It is great. Yeah. They break out of a prison, and that's that's it. Uh, yeah, there's not much that I know. Some, someone is Groot. I forget who. <laughs> I wish they would identify themselves. <laughs> yeah. He's shy. Uh, Groot, <laughs> Groot's a great character if you're one of those people who never remembers character names. <laughs> you know, Bradley Cooper's famous line, I am Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> 2015 for mine was the Academy Award winning Ex Machina. It was, it was so my good. favorite movie that year. It's a good movie. Yeah. I'm so glad I won an Oscar that year, too. I was yeah. so happy for it. I had uh, also Academy Award winning Mad Max Fury Road. Figured. I went on the Fury Road as well. 
<laughs> that's the movie when I rented it on uh, cable when it came out. It came out super Summer. early, yeah. so it's yeah. great that I could watch it like that. I watched it, and then immediately after I watched it, I pressed play again. Nice. Because I wanted to see, it's the chase that goes here to there, and the chase goes back. Yeah. There, back to here. <laughs> it's, and it's just like, I just wanted to fast forward and go through all those action scenes again. Because they were like, mind-blowing. They it, were it's, good. It's the, that movie's like ten minutes of ramp. And then mm-hmm. it's chase, and they chase basically until they get to the point where the where the truck is stuck. You know, it's him and Nux and the milk maidens. What are they called again? They've got some like uh, yeah. really disgusting. Are you talking about when the when the women come down? Yeah, when they come down, like they're trying to get the truck out of the mud, and like that's the only other slow point between the chase scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's other than crazy it's crazy movie. Yeah. yeah, it was a good movie for sure. Breezy, uh, Star Wars. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Uh, I don't I don't think, that. yeah. uh, that's the most fun I've had in a movie theater as like an adult was uh watch now. Well, yeah. Because of a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Star Wars. It was so, Dirty Brant. It was so fun. Dirty. It was so fun. Dirty Brant. <laughs> uh yeah, that's I don't know. Uh, felt like a kid again watching that movie. It was great. We did forget Brooklyn came out this year. Oh, God. <laughs> Brooklyn, where the most interesting thing is how hilarious it was to see Saoirse Ronan have to poop in a bucket. <laughs> Mr. Bucket. <laughs> uh, that pretty much wraps it up because I think we, we talked about 2016 like two months ago. Wait, would anybody pick a non Oscar movie for 2016? Mine was Moonlight for 2016. Mine was Kubo. I almost picked Kubo. I picked Arrival. Yeah. I almost picked Kubo, but I think I'm still going Manchester by the Sea. But all the movies from 2016 I haven't seen again mm-hmm. or, or recontextualize it outside of Oscar. Right. Yeah. So. I've seen Kubo twice. Nice. How well, about willing to watch it tomorrow? Yeah. Like, how about 2017? I've seen one movie. Yeah, me too. Logan. My favorite Logan. is uh, Dunkirk. Probably. I saw you wrote that down and I was about to call you a dickhead for doing that. It's like, my, <laughs> The Last Jedi. <laughs> I'll yeah. it because I haven't seen any movies that have come out right. this year. Right. That was fun. That was fun. Just on Facebook. Do more of those. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. We'd love to get uh, more of those kind of topics flowing. Yeah, and if anybody's listening to this or if we're just screaming into the void, just let me know or let, let us know your list. I know that if you want to not kind of publish it everywhere to be criticized. You know, we've got spaces for you to post. I think that we might collaborate or we might put up a list similar to this on Games by Us about video games just to... Yeah, I could put it in the show notes. Yeah. What our oh, lists oh, are. Oh, talking about the video games one? I, whatever. I, but I think that we're going to try and build one for video games. I would love to hear what your guys... I know that you have a more encyclopedic knowledge of albums. So I'd love to see like your albums oh. by year, favorite albums by year. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do that. Because I have like a certain 10-year period where I already have that like written down yeah. for, for music. Yeah. Favorite album, favorite song. I'm just into lists mm-hmm. back in the day. But yeah, let us know what your what your favorites from each year are. Yep. Well, anyway, well, we're going to wrap up here. This, this was actually a lot of fun, and uh, we have honored TJ by talking about movies every year since he's been alive. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, last piece of business before we go is the homework. I think it's on me to assign homework. Take it. And I'm going to go with a movie that's uh, I think is kind of has a negative reputation. I ended up seeing it this week, but I kind of enjoyed part of it. Thought it was kind of redeeming. I looked it up in Variety or Vanity Fair had an article this 
this was the worst movie of its generation. Oh, oh boy. And in the article, it was like, and I've seen John Carter this year. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, well, this is fun. I've, I've been wanting somebody to pick a shitty movie for nice. a while. I don't, I think it's, I think there's redeeming parts of it. Nice. I'm going to go with uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Oh. The oh. Steve Carell, Kira Knightley movie. Nice. I've never seen it. It was on my radar because when we're talking about Sing Street, you know, John, uh, sorry, when we were talking about uh, Begin Again, John Carney said Kira Knightley was like a su- supermodel. Wow. Uh-huh. He only likes to work with actors. Mm-hmm. One of the people who said that Kira Knightley was such a utmost professional was this female director, uh, Lorene Scafaria. Who did this movie? Oh, Just nice. did uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Love that movie. Yeah, such a great mm-hmm. movie. I yeah. love that movie. So I kind of had it on my radar. I remember dismissing it when it came out. I, I saw. Should... I saw it right when it came out. Like right when it hit DVDs. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it again. There, I liked it. So yeah, uh, it's going to be Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, and it's on uh, Netflix. Nice, cool. Looking forward to it. Tell me what you think. Maybe it's the worst movie generation. It's, <laughs> it's possible. Seems like hyperbole to me, though. Yeah. Same generation as Star Wars The Clone Wars, so... <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, hated it. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> hated it. It stinks. So anyway, this was uh, Talkie Talk, the Media By Us podcast. Uh, you can connect with us at Twitter, at the Media By Us. Email us via themediabyus at gmail.com. Or our Facebook groups, Movies By Us, TV By Us, and Games By Us. We would love to hear from you, just like uh, this week. This is a podcast topic from from you guys. We're not that smart to come up with these that are interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so help help us uh, talk about something fun. And please subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcatching app. And uh, please give us maximum rating to uh, keep us forming lists ad infinitum Sweet. going on forever until we become star material. Uh, and also to keep us doing this every week. <laughs> so I want to say thanks again to uh, everybody who's listening. I think there are a couple people. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thanks, TJ. Hello. Thanks, Brent. Yep. And thanks, Franklin. He's been pretty good. You did great. behave very well. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Thanks, Franklin. Bye. Say bye, growl. Sit. Sit. <laughs> good dog. <laughs> <laughs> he just now started getting pissy. Yeah. Ground buddy. <laughs>